Thinking aloud. Conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with psychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Our topic today is fasting, vegetarianism, and psi. My guest is Michael Daw who is a postgraduate researcher at the University of Northampton in England with a lifelong interest in parapsychology. His first degree is in social science, and he has a master's degree in computation. He is currently trustee of a local environmental charity focused on action, on climate change and increasing biodiversity. He's also worked as a mathematics teacher, software engineer, a senior manager in higher education, and has supported academic research at three of the UK's largest universities. Michael is based in the UK, of course, and now I'll switch over to the internet video. Welcome, Michael. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you, Jeffrey, and thank thank you so much for inviting me on. Um, it, it's such an honour to be among all the esteemed guests that you've you've had in the past. So um, thanks. It's a pleasure to meet you too. Likewise, and I think it's very exciting that you're able to do a study as as you are on fasting, vegetarianism, and psychic functioning at a place like the University of Northampton. There are very few opportunities, comparatively speaking, in the United States. As I think you know, my supervisors, Chris Rowe and Callum Cooper, both of whom have been on your show, um, know they're great, really supportive um, and very open to, to new ideas, really, like, like this idea that I brought them uh, just over two years ago. So it's, it's, it's good. It's good to be working with them and it's good to be working with the uh, setup that they've got down at Northampton as well. Well, I'm very interested in diet for ju just as a topic in and of itself, but I've also engaged in fasting. When I was younger, I, at one point, I went on a 21-day fast, and my intuition is that fasting and proper diet does help open one's, let's say, sensitivities. Yeah, that's my intuition as well. I, I mean, I have to say, I mean, I, I'm both a vegan and I fast as well. Um, I'm not sure that I've noticed much difference in my own, um, you know, intuition or psychic abilities, but then I, I guess that might be down, down to other factors. I mean, it clearly isn't, you know, it isn't sufficient that you just start fasting and you turn vegan and suddenly you're super psychic. I mean, um, I think uh, the best we could hope for is that it's, um, that it's, it's, an improvement really that it helps um helps development in both you know the psychic faculties and spiritual faculties as well well i think the folklore is something along the lines that when you eat meat let's start there that you're you're getting the hormones from the animal that was killed often it's very frightened right before it's executed so there's a fear, hormones in the meat that you're eating, and that people who eat a lot of meat are going to have 
more aggressiveness and more fear and just sort of more uh, animal emotions as a result. Yeah, and I think uh, from my reading, I think that viewpoint has, has perhaps mostly come from the theosophical uh, movement. So um, Helena Blavatsky, uh, who's, as you probably know, is one of the co-founders of uh, Theosophy, um, she felt that meat um, kind of clogged the body and mind, and she kind of recommended for students of the occult, as she called it, to to avoid meat. Um, and Annie Besant, who was the uh, a, a kind of protege in Theosophy, um, she also um, recommended similar, really, for similar reasons. She she felt that the the fear and suffering that the animal felt kind of polluted the astral plane. Um, she tells a great story, actually, when she was going into um, Chicago, where she said there were a lot of slaughterhouses, uh, apparently around about, you know, the sort of late Victorian times. Um, she felt she she said she could feel it in her kind of astral senses that um, there was a kind of very dark feeling to the place um, because of that very thing and these sort of subtle qualities. Um, I have to say, I think different. Um, my first study, which um, I, I guess we're going to talk about, but the, the, the first study was I interviewed um, seven professional psychics. And actually, while some of them mentioned that as a factor, these sort of subtle qualities of meat, um, they mentioned other things as well, like like um, health and possible effects on the gut and so on. So it's I think that that is a that is a viewpoint, but it's it's one of many and one of one that I hope will be able to kind of test at some point um you know the sort of, if we can find that there is really an effect i have to say because this research is really quite preliminary at the moment well i know that you have encountered uri geller and that he uh is is one of the world's most prominent psychics i knew uri as a matter of fact when his career first began in the early 1970s. Uh, I've been following his career now for half a century. I consider him very legitimate, although I know every time I mention his name, I hear people who bring up uh, their various silly arguments as to why they believe he's some kind of a fraud. And for all, I, I can't speak for everything he does, particularly when he's on stage, but there's uh, mountains of studies with Uri in the laboratory. Uh, the, the point I want to make, of course, is that Uri himself uh, is a vegetarian and a, a strong advocate of fasting and maintains very clearly that his psychic abilities are, have been improved as a result. Yeah, well, he's he's actually vegan. He's kind of quite a prominent vegan. He, he as you know, he posts a lot on uh, social media, and he, he posts quite a lot sometimes about his uh, vegan background. Uh, when I, I mean, it was great to speak to him. I mean, this is this is one of the joys of having Cal Cooper as your uh, supervisor because he seems to have everyone, um, all sorts of people in his his, his contact list. Um, so he got in touch with Uri for me, um, and it was good to speak with him. I didn't speak with him for very long. Um, he's mostly, he thought it definitely made a difference, uh, being vegan to his psychic abilities. Although that's not really the reason why he went vegan originally. He said he, he said he didn't want to contribute to the slaughter of animals. He's a, he's a great animal lover, is Uri. Um, and, but he, he felt, um, what he said to me was that he thought it was to do with overall health, really. I mean, a vegan diet has been shown by a number of studies to be a, a very healthy diet, more healthy than eating meat and dairy. And, um, he felt that because 
the overall health benefits that you get from being a vegan that actually improved his psychic abilities as well. Well, I have talked to uh, people who have gone on the vegan diet and found that they couldn't maintain it, that, uh, in fact, that there were adverse health consequences. I think they weren't getting enough protein in in their diet, or uh, I, I imagine that was the problem. Have, have you found that to be the case with some people? Um, I think occasionally people are not able to tolerate a vegan diet, but I think that's pretty rare, actually. And I think protein is also rarely a problem, uh, to be honest. I think, you know, there's protein in everything. There's protein in all plants. Um, and if you have a, a balanced diet and if you have a good diet, then there's uh, protein certainly isn't a problem. Um, I mean, I take supplements. Um, I think you definitely do need to supplement. But then so do meat and dairy eaters as well, actually. I mean, we all need more B12 um, and omega, for example. Um, so, you know, and, and I think increasingly, uh, for health reasons and indeed for the environment, I think it's, it's important that, that people eat less meat and dairy, um, and possibly even go vegan. Um, I think what, what's interesting about the research that I'm doing, if it, if it bears out, then there's possibly another reason for going vegan, if it supports, um, spiritual development and improves our connection, if you like, with that, that other plane, uh, the sort of more spiritual plane, um, that's that's really interesting to me and that's really intriguing um and um of course it could also be um there's always a possibility that it's the other way around i mean if there is a a, a relationship between eating meat and dairy and being psychic then perhaps it it goes the other way perhaps people are um have a, an increased connection if you like um an increased connectivity with psi um, and perhaps that's what make, makes them develop a sort of more ethical stance. I mean, who knows? Uh, we're at early stages here, but it's it's possible. How long have you been a vegan? I've been vegan for about the past six years. Um, I was vegetarian before that. Um, and before that, like most people, I just I, I ate meat and, and dairy. And I didn't go vegan particularly for these reasons, for spiritual reasons or anything. It was um it was just actually mostly environmental reasons because of the, the large carbon footprint that comes from eating meat. Um so that was my that was my priority really. Um but what happened was I mean if I maybe just explain why I got into this research. I mean it's it's uh I I met uh, a guy called Graham Nichols, um, who teaches out of body experiences, and he's written a couple of really good books. We we've recently interviewed Graham Nichols. Brilliant, brilliant. No, that's really good because um, I so I got to know Graham through I wanted to induce out of body experiences for myself, um, unsuccessfully I have to add. Uh, but Graham is a great advocate for veganism, and um, he thinks it's it's. It improves people's capacity for um, out of body experience, out of body experiences. And actually, when I was thinking about doing, because I've really been really interested in parapsychology since I was a child, and I was thinking of doing a PhD, uh, but I didn't really know what to do it in. And I read a blog by Graham at around at this time, and he did an informal study with some of his students. Um, so he, he mentions to his students, he suggests that they go vegan in order to support their out of body experiences. And then he took a note of how it was really after they went vegan and and he found that um, the students actually reported quite a significant effect that they were able to have uh, OBEs more often um, and sustain them for longer when they went vegan. And I think it surprised even him. Um, anyway, I read that blog and I thought, hey, this is this is interesting. This is seems to um, 
kind of support what a lot of maybe religious and spiritual traditions have been talking about for um, thousands of years. And so I talked to Graham because um, I went on one of his workshops and I said, look, I'm thinking of doing a PhD in this. And he said, yeah, that's great. You know, go for it. Um, so he's been really supportive. He was also one of my, um, one of my participants on, on one of my studies. Let's talk about the thousands of years of tradition related to the fasting, uh, vegetarianism, and, and the vegan diet. Yeah, I mean, it's really, there's quite a lot there, really. Um, so I think um, you go right back to, well, shamanism, which is probably humanity's oldest uh, sustained spiritual tradition with a history going back tens of thousands of years. So shamans um, fast when they do their initiation. So they, they have a vision quest. Um, and typically, this is accompanied by quite extreme fasting. And they'll also, they'll also abstain from meat, by the way, as well, typically. Um, but they'll also fast if they want to manifest particular, this sort of trance state that they get into, if they want to, to do things like uh, control the weather or perform healing. Um, uh, of course, it's not the only thing they do. I mean, shamans are, you know, they might take psychedelics or, or use drumming or chanting, but fasting is definitely in there, an important aspect. Um, but then, of course, um, you look at the yogic traditions, um, Hinduism, Buddhism, um, Jainism, and, and the, the whole yogic tradition. Um, of course, you've got the cities in that tradition, um, which are uh, sort of supernormal powers, uh, which are sort of in, uh, many of them indistinguishable from Sai. And yogi, uh, you know, many yogis will typically be strict vegetarians and will also fast. And there's also, as, as you probably know, there's a great tradition in those traditions of, of vegetarianism. And a lot of people fast in those traditions as well. And then, um, then you get onto the sort of Abrahamic traditions, Christianity, Judaism, Islam. Um, in the Bible, um, right at the start of the Bible, at the very start of Genesis, God is talking to Adam and Eve about their diet, really saying what food he's offering them. And, and it's all vegan food. Um, it's only after the fall, um, uh, when they're expelled from the Garden of Eden that they then start eating meat. And, and of course, in Islam, fasting is very important, one of their, their five pillars. And there's a, there's a beautiful poem by Rumi, the uh, Sufi poet. Um, all about fasting, um, talking about how it's, how when we fast, it's, it's like tuning a musical instrument and our, 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 you know, there's, there's a, a much, uh, purer song comes from us, um, if we're fasting. And even, uh, he talks about being able to write secrets, uh, when we're fasting. And I'm, I'm not quite sure what he's referring to, but maybe he's referring to Sai there. Um, and then you get the ancient Greeks as well, um, who, um, you know, Pythagoras, uh, before the word vegetarian was coined, um, it used to be called a Pythagorean diet, um, if you abstain from meat. And Pythagoras is sort of was well known for performing various uh, supernormal powers like walking on water and knowing the future and so on. Um, and there are other Greek mystics who, who, you know, followed similar sort of vegan diets and, and had these supposed supernormal powers too. So that's just a few examples. Well, they seem like very good examples. There's clearly a tradition that associates fasting and attention to diet with mystical openings. I don't know that that would be the same as Psy, but it's certainly close. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and unfortunately, uh, I mean, there are these these connections and let's call it an association. But a lot of the the literature, it's it's kind of circumstantial, if you like, uh, rather than than direct. Um, I think we have to kind of move into the 19th century where we get a bit more sort of directive, like I mentioned, theosophy, um, the theosophical movement where where they they're actually advising students of theosophy to to stop eating meat in order to improve their powers i think things become a bit more definite then but if we're talking about the ancient religions then i think it is to be fair it is kind of circumstantial evidence if you like well you described your turn towards a vegan diet as not really being ethically motivated, but you were concerned about the environment, which to me is a form of ethical motivation. And I know that a number of esoteric traditions talk about ethics as as being very important when opening up to psychic functioning. So it would seem to me that on, on those grounds alone, there's a, a good reason to suspect that a vegan diet will be helpful. I mean, in the environment was the first reason that I that I kind of had my primary motivation, but ethics was definitely in there. And it's funny, being vegan, you kind of become more aware of um, the suffering of animals in, particularly in intensive farming, but all kinds of all kinds of animal um, agriculture, um, and. Perhaps it does kind of increase one's kind of con- connectivity and empathy because it, it, um, that side of things has definitely become more important to me. My first study was um, interviewing professional psychics, if you will, and this is when I interviewed Yuri Geller and uh, Graham Nichols um, and a number of other psychics as well. And they, a lot of those all talked about how important ethics was um, to what they did. Um, they didn't necessarily ascribe that to improving their psychic performance, if you like. They had other explanations for that. Um, but they all thought that that was an important element of, of being vegan or vegetarian. Well, here's why I think ethics has a, a direct effect on psychic functioning. First of all, we all have native psychic talent. It's, it's embedded in every individual. But for most people, the problem about being psychic means that you're going to open yourself up to the pain of the world. There, there is enormous suffering out there, uh, both human suffering and animal uh, suffering. And I think that for the most part, people insulate themselves uh, against it. You don't want to have to experience that kind of suffering. So we create uh, a thick wall, um, an invisible membrane that closes off our psychic functioning so that we don't have to feel the pain of, of other people. But when you begin to say, I'm going to go on a, a vegetarian or a vegan diet, or I'm going to fast, or I don't want to contribute to the needless death of animals, for example, it means you're beginning to develop a sensitivity to some of the suffering that's out there. And for me, that's the beginning of opening up to psychic functioning that might well be the case yeah um one of the i I need to mention as well one of the uh people who i mean there's not been much research done into this area of diet and psi um which is which is quite nice for me because it feels like i'm kind of a pioneer in this area um but there was um a piece of doctoral research done in the 1990s by alzac amlani um and he he had a small group of people really who transitioned from eating meat to being a, a raw food vegan. 
And certainly his participants said that when they went vegan, they had it kind of they were far more empathetic, empathetic, um, far, felt far more sort of interconnectedness with uh, with plants and animals and um, Gaia, if you will. Um, so I think that that's yeah, I think the two is a sort of gut instinct as well. The, the two the two um, are very much related. Well, let's talk more about your own research. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've done two studies so far. Um, I'm going to do a third. I'll talk, I'll talk about that in a minute. But the, um, the first study was I, um, interviewed seven professional psychics. Um, so as well as Uri Geller and Graham Nichols, there were also, um, mediums, uh, and channelers uh, as part of that. And, um, they all used fasting, um, and were either vegan or vegetarian. So I, I really talked to them about what, um, what they did. Um, how they felt that it's, or whether they felt that those practices supported what they did. And, um, they felt it very much did. So, for example, Ross Bartlett, um, who's a medium, he, he says that he, he can't eat. He, he makes a point of not eating some time before he gives a, a spiritualist reading. Um, because he, he just says that it, eating before then, it would just interfere, uh, with it. Um, another participant, um, Jess Taylor, she says that um, when she wants to sort of perform some psychic act or whatever it's whatever she's doing, some psychic task, some channeling or whatever, she feels like fasting is a, like a kind of sharpening. Um, and actually, Jess is pretty interesting because what she said was um, she thinks it's all about the gut. Um, she actually thinks the psychic mechanism is in the gut, which is kind of interesting, especially when you think about you know the phrase that having a gut feeling. Um, and she thinks that uh, psi is caused by certain neurochemicals. And having an empty stomach, a bit like if you drink on an empty stomach, the alcohol will take effect much more quickly. She thinks if you're fasting, then the neurochemicals that can support psi, they'll also take effect much more quickly. Um, so that's that's a pretty interesting uh, theory. Um, and so, they, yeah, that, that's how they use fasting typically. Um, in terms of the sort of veganism, vegetarianism, they, um, again, Ross, when he said when he went vegan, um, after being vegetarian, he said he, he had a, what he called a 30 to 35% increase in his psychic functioning, uh, which is pretty dramatic, actually. It's more dramatic than I expected people to report. Um, so, you know, they, all, all those participants really talked about how, you know, veganism, fasting, they were all really supportive of, of what they were trying to do. Um, although I have to say, I mean, I selected those participants because they fasted and because they were vegetarian or vegan, because I wanted to find out really how they used uh, these practices in what they did and what they thought was going on, really to sort of build a, a sort of background for the rest of my research. Um, so that was that was really uh, my first study. Oh, they also talked about, also interestingly, they all as well as being vegan, vegetarian, they all said having a whole food diet uh, was quite important as well. So it's not just a matter of giving up meat and dairy, but it, it is about having a good balanced diet that's full of nutritious food, particularly green leafy foods as well. So um, this was all really useful background um, to, to my second study, uh, which, so instead of talking to um, people who are adept psychics if you like 
Um, I really wanted to find out whether there was anything going on with people who just use those dietary practices, but who are not are not necessarily adept at size. So I um, I put together a survey and um, I circulated it. I well, did two surveys, really. Uh, they asked the same questions, but two samples. Uh, one of those samples was of people who fasted. And the other sample was people who are vegan or vegetarian. Now, I, I found those people via Facebook groups. And the I got um, almost a thousand responses in total, which is which is pretty good. Um, and I asked them, as well as asking them questions about their diet and whether they fasted and how they fasted and so on. Um, I also asked them about their paranormal experiences and abilities and, and mystical experiences as well. And I mean, I have to say, I didn't know whether I'd, I, I'd come out with any any statistically significant results at all. I mean, you know, who knows? These these are just sort of regular people who nevertheless follow these dietary practices. Um, but amazingly enough, there are um, statistically significant associations. So, for example, people who fast um, in my study um, have report. Uh, having more psychic experiences and abilities than people who don't fast. Um, equally, people who fast longer um, have report more um, more experiences and abilities than people who fast for a shorter times. Um, in terms of meat and dairy, again, the same association. So people who, who don't eat meat um, uh, report a lot more... Um, paranormal experiences and abilities than those who do eat meat and and vegans report more than vegetarians and, and so on um, and even in whole foods as well people who have more whole foods report more um, psychic experiences and abilities than those who don't so um, it was pretty I have to say I was a little bit surprised really because because <laughs> when you when you put out this survey you don't really know what the results are going to be and you do the analysis and um and I was doing the analysis, and, it, and indeed, it was coming out that people who were reporting these particular dietary practices, um, uh, you know, are having more uh, more self-reported experiences than those who don't. So um, it, it's sort of pretty exciting, I think, actually. What what I wonder here, and I imagine you haven't really looked into it, is what about people who are on a very strict diet of a religious nature, like a Jewish kosher diet, which includes meat, but all of the meat has to be killed and prepared in a certain way with blessings and a rabbinical oversight and, and so on. It, it would seem to me that it's quite possible that uh, religious Jews or religious Muslims who follow strict dietary practices that do include meat might also report greater number of psychic experiences it needs the research to be done basically um but as you know you know research takes quite a long time so um the focus of my research is on fasting and vegetarianism but uh once once my phd is finished i'd like to you know there will be far more research to be done there's there's lots of different research questions that need to be asked um such as the ones that you're asking um and it's interesting you mentioned about blessing food as well because um Dean Radin actually did a study in the in the two thousands where he, he he got two sets of chocolate, um, one that was blessed by monks, uh, by uh, or at least by meditators, um, and one that was a kind of a placebo chocolate that hadn't been blessed at all. Um, and then he he did a randomized control trial and found that the people who had the chocolate that was 
blessed um had it had more of a mood enhancing effect than the chocolate that hadn't been blessed um you know which is which is pretty interesting in itself i mean that's not again that's that's related to diet and it's related to to blessing and i think all these things um may all be related really but i think the fact that diet and what we eat has an effect um on psychic abilities is is when you think about it it's not that surprising really um, what i am surprised about is that no one's really done this research or done that much research into this in the past as you point out the problem is that everything is interlinked and when we talk about diet we're also influenced by our exercise patterns and by our the attitudes that we have with regard to food and it it strikes me, for example, that people who go on a fast or go on a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet, what they probably all have in common is they're trying to improve themselves. They're trying to make their life better. And in my own experience, I've talked about this many times, Michael, I think that when you try to become the best version of yourself, whatever that might be, the universe wants to help you. And uh, so it would be natural, I think, for for people who are involved in any form of self-improvement to experience, let us say, more synchronicities in in life. And, and of course, synchronicity, to my way of thinking, is another form of psi. There's all sorts of different things that could be going on here. And of course, um, they could all be going on. So um, a lot of my professional psychics talked about health being important. Um, some of them talked about these subtle qualities that we mentioned earlier that might be present in meat and dairy that, you know, that contain the suffering of the animals. Um, some of them talked about having an effect on mental clarity, both fasting and, um, you know, vegetarian, vegan diet, and saying that both of those practices help them to have more mental clarity. And, and they all thought that mental clarity was important in Psy as well. So, um, ethics we've mentioned as well. I mean, it's, it's possible that any or all of these things are, are, are going on. But I think, um, what I'm focused on at the moment is really, seeing whether there's an association, seeing whether there's an empirical association that I can find between these practices and improvements in Psy. Um, what I'm just planning at the moment is is my third empirical study, which will will be a set of um, Gansfeld experiments. So I'm, I'm going to be doing um, some precognition experiments, and it will be quasi-experimental in that um, I'll be taking... Uh, my participants will hopefully be people who are following all sorts of different diets. So people who are vegans, vegetarians, and meat eaters. And then we'll see whether there's any difference in performance um, in that, of course. It, so that's that's quite exciting. That's That's my next stage. Now, I think some of our viewers, uh, I'm going to say roughly 50%, won't know the term that you just used, the Gansfeld. So let's talk about that for a moment. The Gansfeld is, uh, is reckoned to be, is pretty widely used protocol in psi research, and it's reckoned to be pretty effective at getting really good results. So the idea is, is that you, um, you set up a condition that puts people in a, a sort of mild, altered state of consciousness. It's kind of like a, a sleepy state of consciousness. And you do this by putting um, um, halved ping pong balls over their eyes and um, a, a mask. Um, and also by uh, wearing headphones that um, 
objects have white or, or pink noise. So the idea is that you create this, this thing of sort of sensory deprivation, if you like, sort of mild sensory deprivation in a sort of darkened room. And this creates what uh, might be called a kind of sensory hunger that some some researchers have talked about. And it, it's more likely to perhaps induce um, images and so on. So whilst you're in this sort of state, you're, you're lying there in the state and you're just sort of saying whatever's coming into your mind. And there's, there's a researcher sitting next to you who's writing down all the things that you're saying, all the images that are coming into your mind. And you might be doing a remote viewing task or you might be doing a precognition task. And, and at the end, um, you, you, you know, you, you do it, you send this whatever images that have been written down. And then an independent judge, um, then says whether, uh, these images that, that you've, you've come up with, they, whether they match one of the sort of target locations, whether that's a target location that's somewhere distant in space. Um, or maybe it's a target location that hasn't even been selected yet, in which case it's a precognition experiment. So basically what you plan to do is to compare in an actual laboratory test the psychic functioning of people who are, have been fasting, people who are vegans with a normal population. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I'm not going to be doing the fasting. I'm not going to be testing the fasting. Um, I did think about doing that, but that would, um, I think the best experimental setup for that would be testing people when they're in a fasting condition and when they're not in a fasting condition, which would, of course, mean testing them twice. Um, so it's going to be difficult enough um, getting enough people to do this anyway, uh, as well as my time in, in testing them. So instead of that, I'm just going to be testing people following different diets. Um, so whether they're vegan or vegetarian or meat eating or, or reducing their meat consumption, um, because then we can just sort of test them once and see whether people who are vegan and vegetarian perform better than meat eaters, basically, um, or even the other way around. Or maybe there'll be no difference. Um, you know, we'll have to see. My understanding also of the Gansfeld procedure that you described is that it's essentially a noise reduction procedure, that people who talk about psi in terms of communication theory like to think about signal-to-noise ratio, and that if, if you have a lot of mental chatter, background noises, if you're in a, for example, a casino where there's always a, a lot of noise and commotion, that would be uh, an environment likely to depress psi, which is probably very good for the casino owners. But I would think that fasting or even a vegetarian or a vegan diet have the same impact on people. It reduces mental noise. Yeah, and I mean, that's my that's my kind of favorite theory at the moment, the, the noise reduction model, um, for, for all the reasons that you suggest. And I think that that's where health might come in because um, – uh, as I say, a lot of research suggests that a vegan diet is more healthy than a, the one that has meat and dairy. Um, and, and also fasting is has been shown to be very healthy as well. So it's also possible that it quietens down the chatter. I mean, certainly if you're fasting, if you're not, if your body is not involved in digesting food, then it kind of seems to make sense that things things get quietened down. Um, being vegan, vegetarian, if that is a healthier diet, then that would also perhaps quieten down the, the chatter. And that's certainly what, what these professional psychics who I interviewed, um, that's what they said that they experienced when they fast and when they, you know, and from their vegan diet as well. They felt that it helped to kind of steady the, the noise. 
um, it helped their thoughts become more stable and quiet. So yeah, I, that is that is kind of my favorite explanatory theory at the moment. Michael, why do you think this research could be helpful or important for people? How how will people gain from your findings? Well, I think that says there's three possible uh, ways that this might benefit. First is what I what really motivated me to start really was um, the idea of what you know how can we improve our receptivity to sighing and how can we improve uh, spiritual development. So if it if it does turn out that diet. Um, is important and these practices do support um, psi and spiritual development then um, then obviously that that's it's good to have an empirical basis for that however um, there's sort of a, other reasons that have sort of come up during the research so um, there's another one that uh, so Stanislav Groff um, who many of your viewers will have heard of um, he talked a lot about um, spiritual emergencies so this is a situation where people have a, a sort of sudden spiritual awakening and sometimes this can be quite disturbing for people and even even traumatic for people and um, those who are kind of supporting people that are having this kind of sudden transition and um, they often recommend that um, these people start eating meat and dairy as a way of grounding themselves um, but there's, there's not any kind of empirical basis for that as yet so I think that that's uh, an important contribution as well uh, that this might make, that this research might make. Um, and finally, um, the other reason that again has come up through the research, um, Jess Taylor, one of my sort of psychic participants, um, she pointed me at a study that has been done at the Winbridge Research Institute um, where they noticed that a lot of the mediums that were they were using for their research into mediumship um, weren't very well really they had a had a quite a high incidence of autoimmune disease and um what jess is suggesting um she thinks that practicing psi can actually create um, inflammations and blockages in the body um that having a vegan diet and actually certain supplements like uh, apple cider vinegar and vitamin c they can help kind of get rid of this inflammation and and so it could actually be that this might be a kind of um optimal psychic nutrition for those who practice psi um, as a way of kind of looking after their health really um, so again so that's 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 a, a sort of another reason that this research may well be helpful so it's very interesting you're suggesting if, if i understand you're just that possibly people who are being disturbed by psychic functioning that they don't want uh, would do well to uh, eat a lot of meat as a way of shutting it down um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what um, Stanislav Groff recommends. And there, there's other people, I think, um, is it Jack Cornfield? Um, there's kind of quite a lot of that stuff in the literature where, where people suggest it's it's kind of um, common practice, if you like, um, by people who are supporting people going through these spiritual emergencies. Um, but it's kind of just based on anecdote, really. And I guess it works um, because otherwise they'd stop recommending it. Um, so it would be interesting to see, interesting to do some studies and, and see whether that, you know, uh, well, actually, I think the research I'm already doing may, may well provide a basis for that, uh, an empirical basis for that. Well, Michael Daw, I'm very excited by your research approach. I'm going to be following it very carefully when you complete your 
final study. I'd be very happy to bring have you back again with me on New Thinking Aloud. I'm sure our viewers will be very interested. So thank you very much for being with me today. Thank you, Jeffrey. Um, thank you very much. And for those of you watching or listening, thank you for being with us. Thank you.